We're going to begin a podcast series on muscle, and there are four podcasts in this series. First, we'll deal with just some general information on muscle, and then we will in turn look at skeletal muscle, cardiac muscle, and smooth muscle. Muscle is the third of the basic tissue types that we're going to study in our course. We've already looked at epithelium and nerve. This podcast series will deal with muscle. Now, as I think many of you are already aware, muscle can either be considered striated or smooth, and this will depend on the presence or absence of regular and repeated arrangements of contractile myofilaments. Striated muscle displays alternations of light and dark cross bands, and uh, there are two types of striated muscle, skeletal muscle and cardiac muscle. Skeletal muscle makes up the voluntary muscle masses of the body, and cardiac muscle, of course, is involuntary. We can contrast striated muscle to smooth muscle. Smooth muscle does not exhibit cross bands. Contractile myofilaments are present in smooth muscle, but they're not in a regular arrangement. Smooth muscle is involuntary, and it's found in the walls of blood vessels, viscera, and in the dermis of the skin. Now, your learning objectives for this series of podcasts, you should be able to recognize each type of muscle on histological sections. You should be able to describe the structure, both at the histologic and molecular level of skeletal muscle, as it relates to function, especially with relation to contraction. And you should be able to compare and contrast skeletal and cardiac muscle, and describe how striated muscle differs from smooth muscle. And then finally, I'll be able to describe the structure both at the histological and molecular level for smooth muscle as it relates to function, especially as it relates to contraction. Muscle comes in a variety of types, as we've just hinted, and this slide is just a broad overview, just to give you a sense of where we're going. If we talk about skeletal muscle, we're talking about a skeletal muscle fiber, and the skeletal muscle fiber equals the skeletal muscle cell, and the first thing I want to say is the skeletal muscle cell is very much longer than it is wide, and it has multiple peripherally located nuclei within one cell. So this diagram shows a skeletal muscle, and the scanning electron micrograph here, you can see the striations in the skeletal muscle at this very low power view. On the other hand, cardiac muscle, which is also striated, shown in the little diagram here, and in the scanning micrograph here, is a branched fiber. The cell or fiber is branched. There's usually a central nucleus. Sometimes there can be two nuclei, but the fibers are clearly branched. Smooth muscle, a relatively thin but long spindle-shaped or fusiform-shaped cell with a central nucleus. You can see bundles of smooth muscle in this micrograph. And then finally, I'd like to mention, although we're not going to talk about them to any great extent here, myoepithelial cells. These are epithelial-derived cells, but they have contractile filaments in them. You'll often find myoepithelial cells that line secretory glands, and their contraction can help to 
allow secretion to get out of glands. And this is what's kind of shown here in this low power scanning electron micrograph. Muscle is derived from mesoderm. Cardiac muscle comes from the splanchnoploric mesoderm. Smooth muscle comes from the splanchnic and somatic mesoderm. And skeletal muscle comes from the somatic mesoderm. As we've said, myoepithelial cells are derived from ectoderm. And we know that they're epithelial cells because if you stain them for keratin, they will stain positive for keratin. And keratin is a marker that's uniquely found in epithelial cells. Now muscle cells do have an ability to regenerate. Skeletal muscle cells don't divide. Skeletal muscle cells can regenerate because there's a population of cells that are called satellite cells. These satellite cells can undergo hyperplasia. Satellite cells are undifferentiated myoblasts. These are stem cells and they are enveloped by the endomesium and it is very difficult to distinguish satellite cells and skeletal muscle histologically. We'll talk about what endomesium means in a later podcast. Skeletal muscle also can undergo hypertrophy, that is the cell mass of skeletal muscles can increase, like for example in bodybuilding, muscle cells get bigger as the muscles get bigger. Satellite cells might also fuse with muscle fibers. There may be myogenic stem cells for skeletal muscle that can be isolated from the bone marrow. This is cutting edge in stem cell research as far as the ability of skeletal muscle cells to regenerate. Cardiac muscle cells usually cannot regenerate. Damaged cardiac muscle cells are generally replaced with fibrous connective tissue. Smooth muscle cells, on the other hand, retain mitotic activity throughout an organism's life and they can regenerate following an injury. And in certain organs, smooth muscle cells can show marked hyperplasia, that is they can show fairly significant cell division. So for example, the number of smooth muscle cells increases dramatically in the uterus during pregnancy. And hyperplasia of smooth muscle may be a long-term sequelae of different metabolic diseases. This is just an image, and what's shown here is a satellite cell. This staining is done with an antibody to muscle cadherin to point out that here is a satellite cell. This is a skeletal muscle fiber and all these bluish green structures would be the multiple peripherally located nuclei within the skeletal muscle fiber. But here is a satellite cell just to show you that they can be visualized with special stains. As we said, satellite cells in skeletal muscle can serve as stem cells and they may lead to a limited amount of repair in injured skeletal muscle cells. But there's a limited population of satellite cells so if you have a very significant muscular disease like muscular dystrophy, the satellite cells are not able to keep up with the demand to generate new muscle cells. You might imagine there's continual cell division. There may be loss of telomeres in the satellite cells. Eventually the satellite cells lose their ability to divide.
this is a relatively complicated slide. It goes way beyond the scope of our course, but this slide and the next one I'm just putting up to make a point for you that the cytoskeleton in muscle cells, particularly in striated muscle cells, can protect the structural integrity of myofibrils and can facilitate a coordinated contraction. What this cartoon is just showing is a variety of cytoskeletal proteins like Desmin, which happens to be an intermediate filament that extends from one myofibril to another and that anchors these myofibrils at the sarcolemma. Uh, turns out that uh, the desmin encircles the z-disc of each sarcomere and then the desmin will insert into specialized sarcolemma attachment points called costomeres and this helps to hold the contractile myofibrils in register as the muscle cells are contracting. You'll recognize other cytoskeletal proteins like alpha-actininin and actin, plectin, and various crystallins. And again, this is way beyond the scope of the course. And this slide is even more complicated and again, beyond the scope of the course. But I just want to put it up to make a point for you that mutations in the genes that code for some of the structural proteins within muscle cells can be associated associated with a variety of myopathies in muscles. So the interaction of skeletal muscle contractile proteins with various cytoskeletal proteins and membrane proteins is really significant for the function of muscle. Here is a table that I think would be useful as you study and try to consolidate what you know about muscle cells. And what we're looking at is just some general features of skeletal muscle, cardiac muscle, and smooth muscle. Skeletal muscle are long, very much longer cells than they are wide. They have striations on them. They're organized with distinct sarcomeres. Multiple peripheral nuclei are evident in skeletal muscle. There's a very well-developed smooth ER. We'll talk about this. There's a significant T-tubule system that we'll talk about. Contraction in skeletal muscle is voluntary, and it's all or none. Calcium is stored in terminal cisternae of the ER. We'll talk about this. The calcium binding protein for skeletal muscle is troponin C. Skeletal muscle doesn't generally divide, but as it does regenerate, as we said, with satellite cells. We will talk about a little bit on the nerve innervation, and we'll talk about some of the connective tissue sheaths around skeletal muscle. You can compare skeletal and cardiac muscle. They're both striated. As we said, cardiac muscle, the cells are branched. Cardiac muscle, the myofibrils organize into sarcomeres, similar to skeletal muscle. There's usually one, sometimes two central nuclei in cardiac muscle, as opposed to multiple peripheral nuclei. The smooth ER is less well-developed in cardiac muscle as compared to skeletal muscle. Cardiac muscle does have a T-tubule system. It differs somewhat from skeletal muscle. We'll talk about that. There's a very specialized type of junction in cardiac muscle cells called intercalated discs. These junctions are a unique histological identifier for cardiac muscle and the 
structure of these intercalated discs is important for the function of cardiac muscle. Cardiac muscle cells contract involuntarily. The contractions are rhythmic and spontaneous. Generally, cardiac muscle cells get calcium from the extracellular space. Troponin C is the calcium binding protein, much like skeletal muscle. Mitosis doesn't generally occur in cardiac muscle. And we'll talk about connective sheaths in cardiac muscle as well. Smooth muscle, as we said, the cells are more spindle or fusiform shaped. The contractile myofibrils are not organized into sarcomeres like they are in skeletal and cardiac muscle. Smooth muscle cells have one central nucleus. There is some smooth ER in smooth muscle, not for substantial calcium storage as in skeletal muscle. There are no T-tubules in smooth muscle. Uh, smooth muscle has a lot of gap junctions. Smooth muscle contraction is involuntary. It's relatively slow in contraction, but it's very forceful in its contraction. In skeletal muscle, the contraction for a muscle cell is all or none. Interestingly, that's not the case in smooth muscle cells, as, as we, you'll come to appreciate. In a given smooth muscle cell, Part of the cell can be contracting, and part of the cell may not be contracting. We'll try to explain that in a later podcast. Calcium comes in from the extracellular space through cavioli. We'll show you that in a later podcast. The calcium binding protein in smooth muscle is calmodulin, as we have already suggested. Mitosis does occur in smooth muscle. Smooth muscle retains the ability to divide and to regenerate throughout an individual's lifespan.